个 show and tell now, shall we? What's good, beautiful people of the world? I am a constantly working on himself, Creator K. Nice to meet you. Hope you're doing well. And welcome to episode 23 of the Show and Tell podcast, a bi-weekly show on every first and third Tuesday of each month, where a special guest and I share stories, music, and art that you should know about because sharing is caring. In this episode, I am joined by Cleveland-born, Chicago-based musical artist TYGKO. In part one of the episode, TYG talks about how and when he started writing, how he views creative blocks, and how he extracts his thoughts and story from his head and puts them on paper, something that is not always that straightforward. We also have a conversation about his two music projects, Breakfast and Goodie Bag, the latter of which dropped only a couple of weeks ago, so you should go listen to it. In part two, TYG shares one of his favorite pieces of art created by a very close friend of his, which leads to a really nice conversation about relationships within the arts and the importance of having people in your corner who know who you are and what you are striving for. In simpler terms, friends. With that said, it's time for Show and Tell. Welcome to episode 23 of the Show and Tell podcast. I'm your host, Creator K, and joining me for episode 23 is Cleveland-born rapper T-Y-G-K-O. Nice. I get. I think I get worse and worse every time I sing my guest yeah. name because that's the thing that I do, and I like listen back. I'm like, damn, I should probably stop doing this. <laughs> okay, you're not the first to sing my name. Uh, you know, Glizzy's a T Y G K O. Has anyone uh, ever sang it in the like B I N G O bingo rendition? Oh, T Y G K. Actually, you know, I think I'm the only one who's done that because I work at FedEx and I drive this like tugger <laughs> thing full of big ass packages and i sing random things to myself and a few times i was singing bingo to myself and i started singing tygko so only me <laughs> I, f- I feel like you have to i mean i'm sure because you, you're in the car by yourself for that long like you got to entertain yourself i would certainly do that yeah especially because i work from home and i'm by myself a lot so i i uh yeah i definitely sing to myself and talk to myself got to keep myself in- i'm my own best friend at the end of the for day sure, <laughs> sure. at yes. least the most entertaining one in the room yeah, there's not a lot of competition. <laughs> so how are you doing? Welcome to the show, TYGKO. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. feel great. I'm excited. It's great to be here on the podcast. Hell yeah. So why don't you tell the listeners who don't know who you are, who you are, and what you do? So I am TYGKO. Uh, I am a lyricist, a writer. Um, I like to... I'm going to start dabbling into some singing stuff, but you know, I like to say that I focus on that actually is very important to me. I, f- I focus on uh, my lyrics a lot. So um, that's really what I do. I sit around all day and I think about lyrics. I think about words um, and I record, I record a lot. And so I like to share that, share my art with people and people vibe with it. So, you know, that's what I like to do, but yeah. I also like to jump around on the stage, so that's a that's another uh-huh. part of it. So, uh, a lot of shows are going to be coming up, so that's that's another thing that I do. So, did writing and rapping come at the same time, or did you start out with just writing and then it turned into like a, a path in hip hop music? Yeah, so um, always was um, surrounded by hip hop music um, before I was writing, but writing was always an outlet for me. Um, since a very young age, definitely starting around nine or 10 uh, is when I started writing. And then a little while after that is when I started trying to write to 
pan out my emotions. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like to actually put something on the page. And then after that, I mean, I used to say that I'm going to be a rapper. And that's verified by everybody in my family. I used to say, I'm going to be a rapper. They used to laugh at me. And so now here I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm not laughing no more. Yeah. So it's so writing's like very, very cathartic to you as it is for a lot of people. Yes. Uh, it's very much so for therapy. Honesty helps. Being oh, honest for sure. with yourself helps. Absolutely. So I'm curious, um, what were you writing about, if you remember, when you were about nine or ten? Like, what was the what was the content? So around nine or ten is when uh, I had experienced uh, my first great loss, uh, and it was a I was a baby, you know, in hindsight. But uh, my baby cousin had passed away, um, and so I got that tattered on me a few years later, but not a few years later, like eight years later, but. I just remember that having an impact on me and I didn't know how to quite handle that because uh, I was a child. So it's like I couldn't really draw, but I like to write like words. So it's like I would just I don't know, just like try to write, write, just try to write anything. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's weird because later in my life, after I started trying to write long like raps and stuff, like try to express myself through the raps, I got back to just writing one word on a line, you know, one word at a time, taking mm-hmm. it down because I was in college. And so I would just have to write because the shit that the teacher was talking about didn't interest me because I experienced another great loss, which we'll probably talk about later in the show. But that was a time where I kind of reverted back to that primal stage of just writing, just writing, mm-hmm. you know, it's like just writing words. I always like to like read and stuff like that, like Charlotte's Web and stuff like that. I had favorite books. Mm-hmm. So it was like writing was like, I don't know. Yeah, I remember Charlotte's Web. So you, so you kind of would you say that you had to grow up pretty quickly from a from a young age, or I mean, because just based on the experiences that you had, you know, around nine or ten to experience a, a loss in your family is not not great, and especially you know not being fully developed, you almost can't even comprehend it. So did you feel like you kind of your upbringing or your your growing up phase was a little more sped up? I mean, maybe. That had an effect later when mm-hmm. I was um, I'm older than that, maybe like 13, 14. Yeah, it sped that process up a little bit. But right. when I was around that age, I was really surrounded by a bunch of other kids who we was already doing crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? Like we was already doing shit that you're not supposed to be doing as kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. So it's like, I mean, it was already it was already it was going to be sped up regardless. But that loss just really had us all turn into each other. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we really, in that moment, had to hold each other. You know what I'm saying? Had to console each other. And that's something that is important to have at a young age because later in life, that is something that we did need. You know what I'm saying? Being able to be honest with your emotions, with your affections, like with your feelings. Like that stuff is important when you're a young child because the adults were very much so clearly adults. You know what I'm saying? So it's never like I felt like I was an adult, even after all, multiple losses. Like I didn't feel like I was you know what I'm saying? Older. Yeah. I just felt like angry or like sad. And I was like, I don't know where this is coming from. And I want to know where, because why wouldn't I know where my emotions are coming from? Because before I could, I was happy. And so it was like, I was happy all the time. And it was like, when something would upset me, then it was like, I was upset. And then once that was over, it was over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then after experiencing a great loss where it's like, this is a baby that just passed. So it's like, I realized in that moment, death can happen to anything, anyone. So that is something that led to me at a 
younger age, like maybe 13 and 14, is when I created the name TYG because TYGKO means two different things. Um, TYG means the young God, and the young God is what I was originally going by when I wanted to start rapping. And so the last part of that is God. And I realized that I could die at any moment. So I asked God if he would sort of accept me into his family. And that's why I take up that last name because it was like, I feel like I can, if anything can happen, I want to be able to live, you know, how I want to period. Mm -hmm. And that's weird for a 14 year old to say, but I was already on that path of making decisions that would lead to me literally being here on this conversation right now. So wow. it accelerated yeah. me, me knowing what I wanted to do for sure. Yeah, that's what's up. And I mean, just like you said, it's it's important to recognize feelings and where they come from, from as young an age as possible. Um, that's something I, I, I noticed. So my sister has, um, she has four kids, two by marriage, and she just had two within the last like year and a half. And um, I noticed, you know, being around her and seeing her parenting her and her husband, they're very much with the uh, with the older of the two who is Violet. She's a, a a year and a half now, almost two. Actually, no, she's two years now. I think um, she is very much already kind of like, you know, you know, babies are babies. They cry, they 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 get upset, and she's already kind of like coaching her through like why you know why are you feeling this way? It's okay that you feel this way. Tell me how you're feeling, and I I think that's. Even, I mean, even at two years old, isn't, you know, starting that off early because a lot of people are find it easy to suppress their feelings. I being one of them at times, um, I'm very expressive through certain mediums, just like other artists. You know, we, we pick and choose what is easy for us to express ourselves through. But in terms of just coming out and like talking about how you're, how I'm feeling, it sometimes is a little difficult. I mean, for you, would you say that you find that writing and, and rapping and uh, making music is a really easy way to get your thoughts across because it, it is almost like talking, but you're just putting it in more of a poetic form. I mean, yeah, it wasn't easy at first. Right. Um, I think definitely finding your voice as a rapper is something that's the biggest difference between just being a, a good writer and being a, a rapper. Cause that was something that I had to, it was either I had to accept it or I had to adjust it. You know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. it turns out you have to do both when you're a professional. So, but the, even the words, like finding the right words to express myself, it was like when I was in college, I had a lot of practice because I had great, very great artists around me. And that's something that's also very essential, surrounding yourself with other great people, like people who want to be great. Like yes. even the desire for that, like uh, creates an energy that's essential for, being a professional in something that's like an artist in something that's an artistic medium um so i think that having that when i was in that phase and then losing that you know because they graduated and then it was just me for a year and it was like i was just left with my own devices able to just conjure it any way that i want to and now when i come to the raps it's like i have to i have a big treasure trove of memories and things that I do you not know, have learned to put in poetic form that now I can put into raps because I'm mm -hmm. writing poetry, then rapping, then writing poetry, then rapping. So it's like that history all comes together now on my stuff that I do as a professional. So now it's now it's easy to come up with bars that are it's easy to come up with bars, but it's not as easy to say exactly what I want to say every time but I'm learning that that's okay too. Just like with my voice, 
everything, this whole thing is my voice is all coming from me. And that is something that I learned from babies because my sister has children mm-hmm. too. <clears throat> she has two uh, very young children and they are just, just so expressive. They're like, they, I don't know, man, they're just crazy. It just makes me <laughs> want to, I don't know, want to just live, you know, want to just take it one song at a time. What does this make me feel like, you know, and following that vibe, not necessarily trying to be so hard on myself because at one point in time I was very hard on myself about the raps. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was actually one of the things I wanted to ask. Is it, I mean, you sort of did answer it already, but is it difficult putting your reality and your story into words? I think it, the most difficult part is keeping uh, the story moving, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like I want to I want to rap about new experiences, but it's like it takes a while for those things to settle for me to learn to learn the things from them. And it's like I don't necessarily I've learned that looking back at things retrospectively, it's hard to like experience all of those things at once. So that's that's where it's becoming easier to plug into this treasure trove of memories because it's like I can talk about these experiences that I've had very intentionally because I knew that I wanted to live more life, you know, not to sound like Drake. <laughs> to live more life. Like yeah. I wanted to I wanted to have more things to write music about, more experiences to relate to. And also the music that I have released already has been a product of a lot of growth and now i want to show the f- f- like the petals the flowers of those of those things that i've learned so right. yeah that's probably that, the most intricate part yeah that's what's up so do you have any strategies when you have writer's block and not necessarily if you're having trouble putting your story into words but just in general do you have any i, I mean do you ever get writer's block do are you like pretty much everybody else out there who gets creative blocks yeah. Get creative blocks. Yeah, gotta get creative blocks. Um, they're important. They're they're low key important. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't like them, but they're important. And also, not every idea that is written down, I'm saying, is for that time. That's mm. that's probably the biggest thing. It's like when I get an idea, I write it down. So I guess I think of writer's block. I don't think of writer's block as writer's block because I don't have to write all the time. You know, mm-hmm. it's like um, that. I guess that's the beauty of being an independent artist and things going at my own pace because I don't have to be writing all the time. People send me beats and like people send me music and stuff. And it's like I can sit on that for a little while, but I know that eventually I'm going to listen to the song. I'm going to listen to the music that they send me a lot over and over again. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm going to try a bunch of different stuff. When I find something that I really like, I'm going to start writing. Or if I end up freestyling a line that I really like, I'll write it down. It's, but it's like, I don't try to think of it as, all right, this is the time that I got to write. You know what I'm saying? This is mm-hmm. the time that I got to fucking do this. It's like if I'm eating and I'm like, I'm just fucking thinking about the song, I'm like, oh my goodness. And I'll put the fucking fork down, pick my phone up. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the worst part thing, the worst thing that I currently am facing right now with my creative process is that at work I can't have my phone. So when I have all this time to just be fucking doing nothing like moving packages around because i work at fedex i'm a package handler um so we're just fucking making sure the packages get on the trucks and that's that's all we do so it's like that's the perfect time to be writing things down it's like sometimes i write things on envelopes with markers but i lose Mm -hmm. shit like that but it's great because even 
having that is like, I know that I can write at any time. Yeah, I, I fuck with those types of jobs too. Uh, people who have listened to this show before and know me know that I'm very, very big on the just mindfulness in general and doing tasks like cleaning or something that is doesn't really take too much brain power. I mean, it, it takes, you know, you you, yeah. you don't really need to think too critically about what you're doing. It's, it's a natural thing, you know, you're just kind of going through the motions, but it allows the other part of your brain to think of things. So the, saying like that sucks that you can't have your phone on you because it, it would be easy to just record like a voice note or something. But yeah, that's... Yeah. I wrote breakfast, the whole, like mm -hmm. most of breakfast, the whole mixtape, I wrote that as a janitor. I was cleaning up with my mom's, and my, my mom and my auntie, we were all janitors and we would just go to this steel company and take out all the trash and I would mop the bathrooms and shit. So I would, I wrote heli of that album doing exactly that. And it was wonderful. It was mm -hmm. wonderful. Cause yeah. I could stop, put the trash back down, write the bars, like play the beats in my headphones. It was amazing. Yeah, that's what's up. So let's actually talk a little bit about breakfast. So something I like to do when I have guests on who make music, I like to play a couple snippets of their tracks. So if you want to do that, would that be cool? Yeah, definitely. Cool. So so if you don't mind, I'd like to pick a track. We can play some some of it and then you could pick a track. And I'm thinking if I'm reading if I'm reading your vibe right now, maybe I pick a song off of Breakfast and then you could pick up pick a song off of your latest project, Goodie Bag. Goodie Bag. All right, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, dope. So I there's there's two from Breakfast that I really enjoyed. I think I'm going to go with everything aside though. Okay. All right. Okay, what's the other what's the other option though? The other option was the outro. I really fucking love the outro. So, but I, I think I I think I'll go with everything aside, but yes. with the caveat that people should well, I, you know, people should go listen to the whole project in general. Yeah, listen well, to it. Everything that's like I that goes without. Yeah, that that goes without saying. But um, I think my second favorite off of that project is is the outro. But um, let's let's run everything aside and we'll catch you on the other side. Lot of energy. I don't know what to do with it. When my girl double cross, double crucifix. Leave that girl alone. That's not up to you to fix. Irresponsibly, I would still choose to hit. Pace around. You would think a nigga losing it. Cause I am most of the time. Got a right in the. You could give me nothing, I'ma make a light with my hands If you honest and they still give you spite, fuck them I just might rap this whole time, who the thunk it? Bitch, you cannot fake the funk and you cannot fake in front of it Hustle like a punishment, do it like you'll lose the shit Gotta make a forward movement or be food to it Pain is in my voice from true events, I just wish was fixed Forced to make illusions when they put tape through the shit Taking time to recuperate, what's a useless But the guy got things to do, things to do so that was everything aside off of the breakfast project, co uh, conveniently produced by Cam Stacy, correct? Uh, yeah. So Camden did a did a lot of um, production on there, but the main the main drums, the that groove that you hear, that was uh, my other brother Sensei Mental uh, back in Cleveland. Yeah, he does beautiful work. Um, and Camden came through, laid some nice drums on there, laid some, you know what I'm saying, some sauce on there. He did his thing on there too. But Camden's the, Camden's the main man. Camden did outro. Ooh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, because I was, I was listening to it recently on Spotify and I looked at the song credits and saw that Cam... I mean, I already knew that because I knew that you and Cam are tight. That's part of the reason why we know each other. Um, but yeah, and also, if y'all don't remember who Camden Stacey is, he's shh or shush. He was like a uh, guest on episode Actually, he's 20. He's rebranded. Oh, he is? Yes. He's okay. Is this private knowledge or, or are you allowed to share this? Public. He's, okay. He's said this. He's going by Camden now. So okay. he is Camden, but he, he was shush, but he is Camden. 
Ah, okay. I like it. Yeah, it's simple. I wonder, do you know why? Uh, I feel like he just wants to be able to not, you know, not that he feels like he is hiding behind anything, but he wants to be able to not be limited by his name. You know what I'm saying? I think it came from a lot of, I mean, maybe not any pressure from me, but I was also having a lot of conversations with him about wanting him to, you know, step up. You know what I'm saying? Show his, show his pretty face. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Be a voice. Let, let the people hear his voice. And so I think this is just the first steps of that. Him just wrestling with that, wrestling with, um, stepping into his art artistry yeah that's what's up i mean i i struggle with artist identity on a daily basis so i i get that and uh camden if you're listening uh what's up <laughs> yeah, we love you i love yeah, you camden. you know i love you. you yeah so the breakfast album let's talk about that a little bit but also tying in your most recent project goodie bag where were you at when you wrote and created breakfast mentally compared to goodie bag which is for those of you who don't know the ep that dropped I, what was it like uh, last week two weeks two weeks ago a week yeah. and a half ago first of all go stream goodie bag and yeah, yeah. <laughs> so breakfast i was back at home living on my mom's couch like i was in her one bedroom apartment so she didn't even have room for me and i was you know right after college so it's like right after college but i went to college to be a teacher Hey, on uh, Vivica, I say, I told my mom it was rapping or teaching because I thought they were too similar. That's literally how I was feeling. It's like I wanted to be a teacher, and that's I felt like I had to do four years of college to start off the way that I wanted to because I wanted to go into higher education, whatever. And then yeah. I found out three years in it, two years into that, that I didn't want to do that. Three years into that, that I couldn't do that. Um, two years uh, in a college, my brother had passed. That's KO, rest in peace, KO. And that was a very pivotal moment for me. And this is, I guess this is kind of going into a longer story. Uh, Please feel free, feel free. Yeah, so that's where that's where uh, I started going by KO. And um, I, I was in college, I was doing a bunch of shows before then I was writing raps. I was working with other artists, Mo, shout out Moon Man Flow. Go check out his stuff, he got a tape dropping in two days. I was like doing the rap stuff, you know what I'm saying? But then my brother passed and I was like, damn, this is crazy. Fuck being a teacher, nigga. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a rapper. Like, I want to do what I want to do because, like, I, I was telling Kevin about all my all my dreams, and he was like, yeah, I think you would be a dope teacher, but, like, you're really ill with the flows. Like, you're really crazy with the rap. So, like, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go for it. And then, so that's, that's the mind. That's where the energy for breakfast came from. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's so hard. That's why, it, like, it feels so hungry because... That's yeah. little, no pun intended, but that's, you know, that's what that was. Um, and yeah, so that's real. Breakfast is three years after that. And I know that I have to, and some somewhere along the line, I end up smushing TYG and KO together because I was going by KO. And I dropped a few songs and I did a few shows and people was like, oh, that's raw. But they were still calling me TYG. So I just smushed them together, TYG, KO. So now people can still call me TYG and that's my name. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, breakfast is three years after that. I know that I have to give people me if I want to be an artist. Like, I know that I have to start off and give them my basic recipe. When you, when you, when it's just water and me, what it feel like, what it sound like. And so that's what breakfast is. And that's why it's called breakfast because it's supposed to be the first meal. This is supposed to be the first, this is the starter. This is to get you, get you used to, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you got to do. It's the most important meal of the day. Yeah. Well, while, while, while you hanging with me. 
Yeah. And so, and that, that energy also spreads across breakfast. Mentally, I was just really trying to exhibit my flows, exhibit how, I, how I'm, how I'm going to be coming with the, with the approach to the beats. And also, I wanted to introduce my brother. Like, that's why Lil Glizzy's on there. I wanted to introduce Lando June, the guy who was on um, The Interlude. Uh, which is my favorite track on there. I wanted to make sure that all of the pieces that were coming up already, that all had already come up, were on my debut thing. And so that's what Breakfast was about. The difference between that energy and the energy on Goodie Bag is that the people loved it. They loved it. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved Breakfast. They loved the song. And then the people loved all of the other songs. It was like, if you go there just to listen to one or two songs that you like, that's perfectly fine. It was made for that. If you go there because you like to listen to albums front to back, it's built for that. It's made for that. You know what I'm saying? The vibe carries through. And so now I realize that I had already known that I had a responsibility for my art, but it's like now I know that I can be raw me and people will like it. Like people mm -hmm. like just me. You know what I'm saying? And so now anything that I do on top of this will be extra. You know what I'm saying? Anything that I do now is is me me add adding extra layers to it and that's where goodie bag comes in immediately the first song on goodie bag that energy that vocoder like all of those things were intentional choices the that flow you know what i'm saying i've been just making good like that energy like that is was very intentional because i wanted you to know that we write back at it it feels so good to be back we write back at it and there's going to be more of becoming you know what i'm saying there's more coming you had breakfast, you have this goodie bag, there's more coming. I'm not going to continue with the food theme, but goodie bag was a short, very brief moment so that people know that there's still more to come. And that's the energy on goodie bag because now on my next stuff, I want to be able to explore all sorts of sounds, all sorts of techniques, writing techniques, all sorts of flows. Like people know that I could go as hard as I wanted to be, you know what I'm saying? But it's not all about whacking away at it you know what i'm right. saying it's about making beautiful songs it's about exhibiting technique for me uh, i want to hone my technique so is that why i think i think it was part of the recording I, I don't think you mentioned it before we started but is that why you were saying how you might get into some singing start experimenting with that yeah i um i mean i already do a little bit of singing on this right um mm -hmm. but i also am not gonna ever push it too strong but I might push it pretty strong. You know what I'm saying? Like I might, if I, depending on how comfortable I get in front of that microphone, cause I know that's, that's really what's the key thing that I'm missing is every time that I've recorded breakfast and goodie bag, I was traveling, you know, I was mm -hmm. traveling to record next time. I'm going to have unlimited time in front of a microphone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and that energy is always going to be around me. Camden's going to be right next to me. So it's not going to be, uh, no issue so yeah that's big when we get to that stage we're gonna be able to not churn out music but be able to build up a lot of a lot of uh inventory so that we can fire off at any moment because i already like to rap a lot so it's like if i have that access then i will rap a lot more yeah word and you got good people around you especially like as you mentioned you know to have cam camden right next to you um that's big just to have somebody yeah for sure so what's your favorite track off a of goodie bag? Uh, favorite track or maybe the track that you would want to play a little bit of for the audience to give them a nice taste of of what the project is. Okay, so hmm, so I'm 
I have two in mind, just like you. Okay, so I'm going to give the two options. And then you listen to Goodie Bag, yeah? Yes, of course. Uh, perfect. So, uh, I Imagine would, if I didn't, what a shitty host I would be if I didn't listen to <laughs> So this podcast would just have just taken a left turn right there. Yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, so I actually I actually hate your music, dude. I don't. Th- <laughs> actually, that's better. I'm I playing. I would love that. If you were like, dude, I listened to it. I fucking hate it. I'd be like, well, tell me about that. Cause you're the first. No, you no literally. The first, but um, um. No, I, I. For the record, I did enjoy it. <laughs> uh-huh, thank you. Me too. I appreciate that. I want to choose between December and play this again because those are my two favorites. Okay. But if we did do play this again, will we show a little here a little bit of the first, second, or third part? I'll leave it up to you because. I do this shit in post, so I'm, I don't play this live. <laughs> so, so I, so I can, yeah. So you can, uh, you can let me know live on this podcast, and we'll give a little look behind the curtain. <laughs> so I think that I'm gonna choose. My pen's ready. I'm writing it down. <laughs> the third part of play this again. We're gonna do the third part. Of All right. Again. Third gonna part of PTA. All right, I got that written down, so when I go to edit this, I know what to do. <laughs> All right, dope. So let's let's roll let's roll that shit, and we will be right back. How many times you wish it alive? You don't come back, nigga. Only option is survive, so I'll be survived by all of these raps, nigga. I don't keep haters around me because I get cloudy and I start acting up. It's a lot of people riding for me and betting that I could be that nigga. Or better, I should say, ride with me. Got my slime with me and this side woman. Yo, niggas lazy, provide nothing. When you make it, they gon' say they proud of you. They wanna know how I feel and how does it feel to be the godly one. I realize the real and lead a real life. Right in the spot where they started. Cold hearted, it's the God, but how we still level up. I don't fear the devil or no one. My role was appointed, I'm chosen. My soul was anointed, I'm golden, but what's a note to a pen? Aw, oh, shit. What's a god to a man with an intention for your win? Aw, oh, shit. Here we go again. Only way to say your soul is repent. Still a world and put in motion a picture. Niggas gonna try to rope you in this. Don't worry if it seems like you're going nowhere. If the hope is still there, I know people die and it don't seem real, but the soul is still there. So now, if you ever, ever, ever feel down, you can play this again. Play this again. So if you want to go listen to all of this, and we'll, we'll plug it at the end 100%. You could even pause this podcast right now and go listen to it. Just make sure that you come back to us, because uh, yeah, that would be that'd be nice. Don't don't forget about us. If the music is, if you get so enthralled in the music, don't forget to come back to us, or I will find you somehow. I don't know how, but I, can't I'll, forget I'll the plug. You. Yeah, can't forget who told you where to get it. <laughs> yes, sir. So, uh, what can we expect from you in the near future, musically, or just and just in general with life? Yeah, so there's actually a ton coming, and I can't say too much. There's uh, a lot of people involved, but uh, there's a lot of more more raps coming, but also uh, major moves, uh, a lot of performances. So if you become a fan and, and you're in the Chicago area, or if you're, I mean, if you if you want to just follow me, um, it's tygko on Instagram. He's super easy to find. Uh, tygko on most things. Um, so there's going to be a lot of my face, you know, a lot of photos, a lot of videos. I want to just be more present, um, because my voice is being heard and I want to be seen as well. So that's what's coming. That's what's up. Yeah. I don't think I mentioned that you're, you're in Chicago. Uh, I said you're Cleveland born, but not, but not Chicago. From Cleveland, um, Camden's in Chicago. Uh, A lot of my brothers in Chicago, Mohawk, Harry, uh, Jake, who did Goodie Bag. Ellipsis, sorry, mm-hmm. shouldn't be giving people's governments out. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. All of these people are, are very essential um, to the drive. So um, got to move, got to move, make the move. That's very key. These moves have been very essential because when you're somewhere to strictly do your art, you strictly do your art. Truth truth what a, yeah i think that's a perfect perfect way to end off part one so we will leave it there and we will be back in part two for show and tell and more welcome back to the show and tell podcast this is part two of the show which is funnily enough show and tell the show and tell portion also a little bit of other stuff at the end that's fun and you should listen to it. Um, yeah, that was a really shitty way to lead back into part two. I've done better before. I'd say that was probably a solid five out of 10 <laughs> and in terms of podcast hosting duties. But, you know, we move on. We're, we're growing as time goes on. At some point, I will look back and be like, wow, I've come a long way. I haven't hit that point yet, I don't think. <laughs> but at some point I will. I think I just got to keep doing it. It's the repetition, you know? Definitely. Yeah. So let's start off with show and tell. What have you brought to the show for show and tell to share with the audience and share what it means to you and why they might like it too? So I shared this. I don't know if that's, if there's ever a moment where it pops up, but cha. Uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> painting uh, by Lando June. He painted this piece after taking a trip to Chicago and it's called The Chicago Stranger. The image is of The Little Prince. I don't know if anyone's ever read The Little Prince. I know many people have read The Little Prince, but I don't know if any anyone listening has read The Little Prince, but uh, that image, he uses it uh, in a lot of different ways. And this was one of them. And I just love the color. I love the energy. Um, I loved the eyes and Orlando is someone who's always been an inspiration to me. I don't know, that piece just started to resonate more as after college, because he made that piece when he was in college, I, I believe. And so after college, we linked back up because we're both from Cleveland. We went to grade school together. And ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so he's an old friend, uh, one of my oldest friends. And to see how much he had grown and to see how much I had grown. And then we came back and it was he continued to be an even greater inspiration to me, even after seeing his art, you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm -hmm. wow, you're able to create something that resonates. And the, the part that got me the most was it resonated so greatly and he would have no clue how much this would resonate, but he created it anyway. And that was a lot of my energy because I often felt like, in the beginning, I felt like I wasn't sure if, you know, if I'm supposed to do this or if I'm good enough or like if my style, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But the point is, it doesn't matter because somebody's going to, it's going to resonate with somebody and inspire them to do something great. And that's something that I learned from and talked to Orlando about all the time. And so that's why I chose this piece. And yeah. I feel like other people will like it just because it is pretty, you know, it's very pretty. It um, is. And he really closed up of fucking the little prince. That's insane. Yeah. And I, I should say before we continue and talk more about it, because I definitely want to, um, barring any, you know, non-clearance from Lando, if he's like, nah, fuck you, you can't post this <laughs> picture. Yeah, I will. I, <laughs> yeah, I will include it in the post on social media. So when you see the Instagram post with the cover art and a picture of uh, KO, TYG, KO, TYG, I covered all three just to just to make sure. <laughs> anyone, OK, anyone, word. Uh, 
Um, when you see that post, if you keep scrolling or if it's on Twitter, you'll see it. You will see this picture. So that way you can look at it while we continue to talk about it. So, um, or yeah. Even something yeah. that's even trippier because I told you about this. Right, right, right. If, right. You, if you ever left to listen to the tape breakfast or to Goodie Bag, if you go back and look at the breakfast cover and you look to the left of my head, boom. Mm-hmm. Boom, that's it. You'll know. You'll know. You'll know. You'll know right there. Yeah, this this piece is great. As you know, I'm a visual artist. I don't know if you know that about me, but I'm a visual artist. That is that is my profession. I'm freelance. I have a main. People know this, but I'll just say it again. I have a main gig, a source of income that's video editing and content creation. Um, but I, you know, my main passion, which I do, you know, pick up commissions for from time to time, is cover art, music videos, which I haven't really done much in the past or in the recent past but um yeah so seeing like i very much fuck with visual art um and seeing what other people can do sometimes you know i'm sure you feel this way when you listen to other people's music it gets a little discouraging you're like damn that shit's so good why is my shit not like that but yeah, but yeah <laughs> shot wait but if you bring up his name, you also got to say fuck will fuck Willie Crooks. No, definitely fuck Willie Crooks. <laughs> Actually, I have a diss track. Yes, I listened to that yesterday. Fuck Willie Crooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I mean, but looking at this piece, it's it, the color is is what stands out to me the most. The fact that it's predominantly, I mean, I don't even know if I would say it's black and white, but it it has the outline of it is black and white. But then there's these splashes of color, earth tone, the uh, sunset orange. Yeah, about the about the like the cre the creative process. Those eyes. You see that like that, mm -hmm. that, how there's a defined shape in the middle. That's him smacking the brush down on like a puddle of water on the thing. So is it, so is it watercolor? Cause that's what it looks like. Is it? I'm pretty yeah. sure it was watercolor. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's dope. So, so he, did he make the cover art for your two projects? Yeah, he did. He made, uh, the breakfast cover art and he made the goodie bag cover art. That's what's up. So we're okay. So. Lando and I are very similar and I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll link up at some point and maybe have a conversation about it. But I, um, I am the primary cover art maker, visual artist for, for an, uh, a musical artist as well. So it's like, I am to Lando as you are to this guy after the party. Um, some people know that about me. I don't know if you've heard of that artist, uh, or that seen that name kind of float around. It's all one word after the party, after the party, I'm going to check yeah. that out. I'm going to follow him on IG. Yeah, I think you'd enjoy his music for sure. It's it's very dope. But I, it's just like just like you two, we grew up together. We went to the same uh, elementary school and then high school, and then you know we we were never like best friends or anything. But um, but as we kind of went along our own paths, we kind of linked back up. And he's like, oh, I you make you make visual art. Do you want to like make a cover for this? And then it just went from there. And now we kind of have that relationship. How would you describe your relationship with Lando when it comes to collaborating on on work? Well, Lando is my best friend. Like he is okay. like before we were like even wanting to actually be creatives as our like careers, we would text each other back and forth like smidgets of poems, like poems, just like writing bars back and forth. If it was whatever the vibe was, you know what I'm saying? We would. Yeah, that's he's like essential to my process. Like I envision T.Y.G.K.O. as already as an extension of me. So Camden and Orlando are definitely included in that extension of me. Those are those are my folks. Like they are mm. me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that's that's and I feel like that is why the music and the art, everything just resonates with with each other so well because it's like we're all coming together for one common goal. So I feel like Lando, if you're listening to this, 
I appreciate it. I would hope so. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I would hope so. Yeah. That's my man. That's my guy, dude. I love that guy. Yeah. So when you so when all you guys work together, is there just kind of this unspoken language between the two or three of you whenever you're working together? Like you just kind of know what what each other wants and like you don't even really have to give much direction. It's like yeah. I think the best part is that it's like a spoken language. Like mm. we all say exactly what, what, how we like how we feel because a lot of it is like my brainchild. So it's like I come up with these ideas and I come up with these huge colossal ideas because Cole said if you don't aim too high, you aim too low. So I come up with these huge, huge ideas. Camden tells me if it's realistic and Orlando puts it on paper. Like that's that's and that's the part that's unspoken is what i just spoke you know what i'm saying that we're all mm-hmm. doing it for this common cause and it's like we all know i tell them you know what i'm saying to their face like i tell them like i, I appreciate what you do for me because it's like i come up like I, it's literally I, I with the breakfast thing i was like orlando i want like to name the whole project breakfast and i want for the co- cover art to be my head on a fucking plate and he was like gotcha Mm-hmm. <laughs> did that shit like that is like that the unspoken part is that he was somewhere off working super fucking hard at that shit you know what i'm saying working just as hard as i was to conceptualize the song breakfast you know just as hard as camden had just worked on that instrumental so it's like because you you all believe in the same angle and the you all believe in the in the project yeah we all believe in in the in the project in the bigger project that's what's up. So I, I, this question just popped up in my head because I've just been staring at the um, at the image while we've been talking about it. What emotion do you think this this character from what what did you say the story was again? It's the Chicago Stranger. The Chicago Stranger. Okay. So what what uh, what's the emotion? No, the little print. The little print. The little is the character. Right. But the Chicago Stranger is the name of the piece. Okay. 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 Got you. Got you. What emotion are you getting from him? So. I feel like the Chicago stranger is, and I'm not even looking at him. I'm strictly visualizing it right now. Uh, the emotion is he's unsure of like, what's like, what could like the, of the possibilities of what can go down, but he's comfortable. You know what I'm saying? It's windy. It's chilly. He's got a scarf up. I'm saying he's prepared. You know what I'm saying? Yo, that's exactly, I, I was literally going to say like kind of unsure of what's in front of him, but comfortable with himself. That's fucking wild. Same exact, same exact vibe for me. Yeah. Awesome. It's, it's, Orlando's crazy, man. Yeah. And that's exactly, and that's exactly how he felt about it. You know I'm saying he portrayed exactly what he wanted. He's amazing. So, and for other people, if you guys are curious to chime in on that, you could hit me up or you, or you actually just hit Lando up because I know how much it means to like get a message from somebody who you know gives their perception of art hit them up and and tell uh tell them what what do you think it means to you it's important it's important to talk about it yeah so um do you express yourself in any other mediums uh, outside of writing and and rapping and making music Um, or have you tried i mean i have tried like i doodle you know what i'm saying but it's Mm -hmm. like mostly what i do is i like to and this is going to sound like I'm a nerd or so not even a nerd because nerd's a good thing. It's like I'm going yeah. to sound like I'm a fucking presumptuous person or whatever. But I like to think a lot. I like to talk about weird shit. And that's why I like to be surrounded by artists because it's like I like to say random things and not say random things, but 
say the random thoughts that happen. Right. So that I can, you know, create more space, further myself, keep moving forward. And that's a that's a weird artistic medium, but I would say that thinking and and talking and learning is what I like to do. Yeah, I mean, like back in ancient Greece, there were legit people who were the philosophers. They legit just like thought out loud, and they were highly regarded as these like amazing people who knew everything. I, be <laughs> them, no. I don't fuck with them. I wouldn't be fuck with them. If I was back in Greece, no, stay away from me. Y'all are weird. <laughs> how, how? Why is that? Why is that? Oh uh, no, man! Those guys are they 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 that the whole culture is real stinky, man. Yeah, I mean they they well they believe that they're flat earthers. They were the they were the OG flat earthers. <laughs> yeah, definitely big OG flat earthers. <laughs> well, fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Not gonna talk too much shit about flat earthers. Well, I mean, I think I think that's okay. You could talk because it's not fucking. All right, we won't. No, you're right. We won't get into it. But like, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah what a what a nice little path we just went down there uh, so yeah so one little part that i like to do before we end the show is i like to have the guests share something that they didn't learn in school now it's it can be whatever you want it could be a pro tip that you picked up maybe a, a nice like cooking strategy that you have or something to do with being an adult that you didn't learn in school or just a piece of wisdom that you'd like to share is there anything that you didn't learn at school learn in school that you would like to share with the with the audience yeah i got i, I was thinking about this earlier uh, you came prepared some people like people past guests not to knock them but also to knock them they it's in the running order that i send them and then uh when i ask them the question they're like oh the then they just they don't they it's like they didn't read that part at the bottom so i appreciate you for being prepared for sure um but i wanted to say and this is gonna be sound real cliche but i don't mean in a cliche way it's probably not even gonna sound cliche but you have to follow your first mind you know what i'm saying when you have an intuition of something what you feel about it that is your feelings you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you when that is your and you have to be at least honestly react to that if you want to ever be able to progress in your own life, that's my bit of advice. Because for me, I, I mean, I've gone through a lot of crazy shit. And it's like, sometimes I act like that shit doesn't happen. But then after a while, it was like, you have to realize that I'm saying all sorts of crazy things are going to happen. So some of those things are not going to have control over, but you can also do some crazy shit that you have control over. Like leave your fucking city, leave your hometown, leave, Leave a person, you know what I'm saying, go be by yourself for a while. You can do some crazy shit if you feel like that's what your mind is telling you. Don't doubt that feeling. Sometimes you got to doubt it, but don't doubt it all the way. Always mm. know that that feeling has some truth. Right. There's some merit to, to your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel that. So, I mean, because it's basically just like if you want to take the leap of faith, trust yourself. But a lot of things that people are afraid to do or the reason they're afraid to take a leap of faith. And I think I'm saying this because it's kind of coming from a, a personal space is that they're it might not even be a, a conscious thing. It might be more of a subconscious thing that they're kind of just comfortable in their way of living where they don't want to sacrifice a night of sleep or, uh, you know, a night out with friends or something like that. And I say that because I am kind of like that, you know, mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> I, I'll refer back to a quote that I referred to in a past episode from Riff Raff of all people. Uh, <laughs> Life is not made to be comfortable. Nice. <laughs> it's gr- from Riff Raff, right? 
the context of it is is not song outside of a song outside of a song i don't do you know the over under series on I, pitchfork I think I know exactly what you're talking about. yeah so the context is a little you know the context kind of brings it back down to earth a little bit but the idea is definitely on a a higher plane of yeah. thinking i would say and, and I, I it's crazy though because i really take that to heart and yeah for sure i am not perfect because i'm not I'm, you know, I think I'd be a little further ahead in where I want to be if I took more leaps of faith and kind of sacrificed some of the comfort that I have. But it's a struggle. You know, it's a it's a mental battle. Like you don't want to necessarily give certain things up or it's a fear of like what is possible yeah. um, in a negative way. And that that's for me. I don't know if you share a similar perspective on that. Yeah, I mean, the, I, you know, things are going to get scary, man. I, I always talk about it like I just always say and it, it's. Some people see it as pessimism, but it's like I before I left home, I told my mom, all right, Ma, I'm about to go be homeless in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? So it's like just being always aware of how bad it can get. But it's like even if it got that bad, dude, fuck it. Like I decided to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? That's just like right. if I live long enough to be homeless somewhere, at least I'm still alive and I could always like try to flip that shit in another way. You know what I'm saying? In yeah. another way, even if it's not anything similar to how i used to live like it's like things change actually you know it's weird because i have it tattooed on me i talked about one tattoo that i have on my cousin ashton but my other tattoo says pain makes people change and i want to get a counterpart tattoo to that because that was a childish way of thinking that i had but it's also still very true you know what i'm saying when you're uncomfortable that is when you change so i think that's what riffraff meant you, know what I'm mm. saying? you have to be uncomfortable to change and it's like sometimes the pain comes from unintentional things and that's what that circles back to my bit of advice sometimes you can't control the crazy shit that happens to you and it's like it has to change you so you might as well do some shit that's gonna be crazy enough and affect you in a crazy way that you can control you know what i'm saying at least that was your decision i had no decision in in the shit that fucked me up you know what i'm saying but i will have a decision in the shit that's gonna get me forward damn yeah that's real that's real. That's what this. I, yeah, it makes me think, and that's part of the reason why I have this show is to also just. I mean, it sounds kind of selfish when I say it out loud, but like to benefit myself, to have people on like you who have been through certain things and have certain perspectives on other certain things, just to round out the amount of times I say certain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which actually isn't round because I said it three times. Three is not a round number. Yeah, uh, what the fuck am I talking about right now? This, <laughs> this is how you can tell it's towards the end of the show. But basically, I'm I'm just expressing my appreciation for for you being on here and just to the other people who have been on in the past for also just making my mind think a little bit because it's nice to kind of get refreshers on certain things or see things from a different perspective, hear from different people. So that's what's up. So you're definitely preaching the truth. I, in my opinion, I think other people would agree with me as well. Sure. I appreciate yeah. that word. So I think that's a perfect place to end off of the show before we go. This is your opportunity to tell the world what you got going on, which you kind of already did, but plug all your shit, tell the people the good stuff coming from you. I gotcha. So, Stream goodie bags, stream breakfast, stream all of my all of my music. I got more uh, individual releases coming up. I got collabs coming up. So uh, follow my social medias, my Instagram, my Twitter. I don't know Twitter. My Twitter community is a little different than my Instagram community. So you saying pick your poison or do both. But I got a lot of stuff coming. I'm gonna be posting it. So y'all look out for my collabs. Y'all look out for my singles. Stream my music. Uh, I got visuals coming. Got plenty of performances coming, so y'all stay tuned. Seeing plenty more of me. T.
T-Y-G-K-O. I would end the show right there, but I have a couple things to say too. Because so, <laughs> that, okay. that was like a perfect outro. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if I just ended it right there. I don't think people would mind because that was like, that was smooth as fuck. That was smooth. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's just, it's the usual. If you're a a repeat listener, you know what's coming. You follow us on social media at Let's Show and Tell. If you want to find TYGKO's music and you're incapable of looking it up yourself, you can find it in the show notes at soundcloud.com slash Let's Show and Tell. Let's be honest. If you can find the show notes, you can type in his name on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud. So go stream his music. Follow us on social media. As I said, we got Spotify playlist, which you can find a couple of his tracks in. I think there's a one or two in there now. There's definitely one in the main playlist, The Border from Goody Bag. That one's in there. Yeah. If you like this episode, give it a good rating on Apple Podcasts. I said it right this time because it's not iTunes anymore, <laughs> which is still weird to me. Um, I don't know if you uh, iTunes doesn't yeah. exist. I don't know if you yeah, heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's like trying to remember to not call it iTunes. But yeah, that's a whole thing. Um, so yeah, if you want to give a good rating, like I said, only if it's good. If it's not good, uh, you can tell me. But um, still give a good just, rating. To, just like yeah, be fake. Give me, give me, yeah, give me, give me a five star, <laughs> and then shit on the show if you don't like it. That's a weird. That's weird, but I kind of fuck with it. That's yeah, a vibe. For sure. And even more importantly, if you enjoy this episode, share it with a friend because sharing things with people is fun. That's not the fucking saying. It's sharing is caring. This is my own show, and I can't even get the the end right. It's showing. I like sharing things is fun. Sharing things is fun. I'm gonna leave that in there, but I don't know if I'm gonna change the unofficial slogan of show and tell to sharing things is fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's time. It's time for me to go. I, I, I need to get some like sleep or caffeine or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. But thank Thank you so much for joining me, Tygko. It's been a pleasure. pleasure. Yeah. It's been beautiful. I'm going to say it for real this time. Sharing is caring. Peace. Peace.